Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Adventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. The time of voting is now. Uh, So here's where the the shenanigans are going to start, because there's no way this is going to go like we hope. Mm. You mean this adventure path isn't like eight episodes long? (laughs) And then there's a vote and everybody's happy. The end. And then we all we all golf clap. Yes. Yes. Democracy. Shorter than Darkmoon Vale at this point. Yeah. (laughs) It's not really a war. It's just a heated debate for the crown. (laughs) (laughs) This is a slice of life show, actually. There's no combat. We just chat, hang out, and have tea. Uh, yeah, right so welcome, welcome back to the uh, the continued adventures of our noble Nobles. scions. When last we had left our heroes, our uh, lobbyists? new band of heroes, our lobbyists, if you will. Oh <laughs> I mean... You're not wrong. Yeah. I represent the Utopia lobby. It feels dirty uh, to call us lobbyists. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't like lobbyists. Yeah, you're basically, you're more of whips. You're kind of whipping up the vote. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, it's been a couple of episodes now, but all of you had made your way to the Synod of Taldor and had been in the process of uh, taking on various tasks for Lady Martella Lothied, a childhood friend of all of yours and a mutual childhood friend of the Princess Utropia. Uh, you'd gone around and asked some questions, hoping to uh, to fill out everyone's stance on this new repeal and replace process of uh, the previous form of primogeniture with a new form of primogeniture, one that is no longer uh, male preference and uh, or male exclusive, and now going into a uh, a co-equal form of primogeniture. So you'd gone around, you talked to a whole bunch of different senders, you'd made some uh, inquiries there, you ate a nice light supper, it was rather pleasant. Mm-hmm. The Grand Prince Stavian III had arrived and quickly sequestered himself in the Emperor's Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wonder if he knows where he's at. Oh, I think he knows because, like, he was looking around furtively. I just don't think he gives a. F- <laughs> I, I think he's paranoid. That's the the thing. Like, he was looking around, like, looking for enemies. So I kind of mm-hmm. think like he's like paranoid or something. But after his arrival, all of you had had a chance to uh, to do a little bit more politicking, and I believe towards the end of the last episode, you had all successfully completed every task that Martella had laid out for you just under the wire, yeah. basically like Seriously. scribbling yeah. down the last couple of answers just as the buzzer, as the bell rang. I like throwing a good buzzer beater. We had a little bit of time because a few we had time to talk to other people. So we had like one round <laughs> out of a uh, let me double check here. <laughs> yes. So out of your uh, 14 event phases, you got everything done, I think, in number 13. Yep. So again, just under the wire, but you know, but still a passing grade. Hey, close enough to count. <laughs> close enough for government work. Exactly. Which is what they're all here for. <laughs> exactly. Nice. And we basically left off as uh, you know, everyone had started to gather. Uh, the senators had started making their way to the Senate floor. Everyone else had started to gather up in the Senate gallery above, uh, as the uh, the anticipation built. As you have all reached the ten o'clock hour. The bells across the uh, entirety of the Senate had rung, letting you know that the uh, the time was nigh. All right. So this will be the C-SPAN episode. Yes. Yes. So supposed to begin things again, all of you basically flow with the crowds. 
Uh, again, as the crowds are making their way through the hallways, the conversation and such continuing throughout the entirety of the uh, the Senate as there's this kind of a buzz of excitement, which you think is something that is probably not exceptionally common uh, in these halls, because most of the time, again, for a majority of votes, the, uh, the result is known before the vote, vote is ever even made. Mm. In addition to that, there's not usually this much pomp and circumstance around it, especially having it on the same day as the Exaltation Gala. Yeah. Especially as historic of a vote as this one is shaping up to be. Eventually, each of you are the crowds kind of pushing it around as all of you make your way up the crowded stairs up to the Senate gallery, appreciating now how large the gallery is. Uh, in short order, I imagine all of you can find one another. Uh, again, because there's that area where Martella has been. Uh, mm. that is cordoned off. Uh, making your way over there, you find that Martella's uh, already over there, as well as Lady Marilla, as oh, the cool. uh, the two of them are sipping coffee and wave you all over there. There's a fresh pot still sitting on the table uh, in case you need a, a re-up. It's been a long day. Oh, man. Oh, thank God. I'll pour some coffee Caffeine jolt to get us through the evening. It's like 10 p.m. and we've been on our feet, you know, socializing and schmoozing for, what, five hours now? Yeah. Yes. It's been a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of energy. I'd be tired. You make your way over. Martella greets all of you. Almost as soon as you get over there and you can pour yourself a cup of coffee, uh, make your way up to the railing that lines the outside, looking down on the Senate floor some 30 feet below. A hush begins to fall over the, oh, yeah. uh, the gallery. The children up here are basically shushed quiet. And once again, the acoustics of this room are phenomenal. So that again, the Senate floor can be heard Almost anyone speaking down there can be heard clearly from the gallery, uh, except for the gallery doesn't, the sound doesn't carry quite as well down to the Senate floor. Mm. Meaning, though, that there's the occasional shuffle and cough and sneeze and some guy in the background trying to hush his unruly five-year-old. <laughs> Take him to the courtyard. <laughs> Take him to the courtyard. Take him outside. When he stops fussing, you can come back in, okay? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's the same rules for story time. <laughs> like literally actually. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> we have cards that we raise and a manager will deal with you <laughs> except in this in this case it's just the staff i was gonna say at about this time it is more um you raise a card and a dude in armor with a spear walks over <laughs> and shuffles you out the door I mean, that would definitely keep people quiet in movie theaters yes it would <laughs> i imagine it would yeah. <laughs> finally the senate goes into session the officiant for the Senate comes out, bangs the gavel, calls everyone to order. As the Senate convenes to vote, uh, you can see all the people down there pick out a number of faces that you have spoken to uh, over the evening. All of you get to watch from the floor above over the next 30 minutes. As there is discussion, arguments, voting on formalities. They didn't have this pre-established, the formalities? It's voting on general formalities, and then it is voting on specific. I would like to raise an objection. The fellow senator did not refer to me as my full proper title. Uh, oh. Ergo, oh I should be allowed God. an extra full minute to have a conversation <laughs> about whatever it is. Uh, a lot of people God. yielding their time to another person for that person to stand up and then give a, a longer, <laughs> more involved speech. Uh, one person does try to slip an amendment in on a spending no. bill that Come they're interested on. in. If only this was, more, this was more Shakespearean, one. we'd all be hurling fruit right now. Yes, I've got a cup of coffee. I will throw it. <laughs> ah, I just made a mage hand out of coffee to just pour it on the senator's head. Yeah, no, you would get imagine. arrested for casting mage hand. Yep, yep. Worth it. Eventually, though, after about some 
15 minutes or so of all of these, uh, this build up the formality, uh, all of you sipping coffee, getting to enjoy, especially Lady Marilla's biting commentary on the <laughs> oh, entire yeah, we love thing. Her for sure. <laughs> Eventually, though, the political ruling body of Taldor spread out below you, below this observation deck in the gallery, finally gets to the point, to the purpose that you're all here for. Dozens of senators and their immediate aides scurry about below. At points during the discussion leading up to this, the cacophony of voices is almost deafening mm-hmm. as there are some very heated opinions on both sides and order has had to be restored on numerous occasions during the discussion. From what you can gather from Lady Marilla, half of this is theater, mm. especially because usually when these votes happen, there is debate back and forth, but because there isn't an audience, most people are not grandstanding to this degree. Mm-hmm. Mm. As long as nobody's filibustering, we don't want to be yeah. here all night. They don't have that here. <laughs> For the longest time, it does seem like the ceaseless chatter will continue endlessly until suddenly the gavel is cracked a magically amplified voice of the Senate speaker, which allows him to easily carry over everyone else here, interrupts the noise. Thank you all for your discussions on these important matters. I would ask that our observers please be silent and seat themselves and our senators at this time to do the same. Oh, we sit. Everyone quiets down. Everyone settles in. We will now begin voting on the addendum number 22,087. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, this is an old country. <laughs> is, is, the, is, the, yeah. is that in total or is that just this year? That's <laughs> <in total laughs> the addendum. He drops the scroll, looks this over. The amendment of the ancient law of primogeniture, the issuance of inheritance, and aristocratic title solely through male heirs. What follows is a, I think the proper term for it would be tedious affair. <laughs> uh, as the speaker begins calling on individual senators one at a time no. oh, to God. support or oppose the repeal. It is exactly like the House of Representatives, by yeah. the way, if you've ever watched yep. C-SPAN. That's what they do. As a, yeah. uh, as a reminder, there are 222 of them. <laughs> yeah. It's like the worst graduation you've ever attended. <laughs> oh, That's like every graduation I've ever attended. Yeah, especially because it is... Name and title. Oh, oh and their titles years. are so long. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> this poor man has to memorize the names and titles of 220. people. He has people. a list. Oh, he has a list. You <laughs> know he has a list. a list. He's got to write down yay or nay for each of them anyway. Oh, I guess that's true. You just have to yay or nay each of them. You do have oh, to have a record. There's, a, there's an aide that's doing tally yeah, marks. Yeah, the aide has to do it. <laughs> each individual then stands, votes whether or not they support or oppose the repeal. Some vote present. Rude. Naturally. I mean, yeah, Cowards. you're always going to get somebody like that. I, ma- I imagine uh, Senator Pace does that. Uh, there are a surprising number of people that do that. <laughs> they don't uh, want to hmm. be involved. They don't want, yeah, I was going to say, they don't want to be taking sides until they yeah. see how the votes go. Uh, again, while there's a general amount of a, uh, everyone's supposed to be respectively quiet, every once in a while, especially for the people that just vote present. People are mad. They hiss is a common mm. thing. It's just a whole bunch of people hissing down All on right, the Senate uh, floor. Right. Everyone, yes. <laughs> Nothing Boo, sounds yes. better than S's in audio yeah. equipment. <laughs> you just picture hissing. Is that, yeah. is that interference in our recording equipment or are we hissing? <laughs> are we upset? <laughs> Early declarations split evenly between the options. Many of the senators, of course, abstaining entirely, 
And only halfway through the process do votes actually begin to favor Princess Eutropia's bid. Mm. As early okay. on, it seems like there is a, a, an initial wave of opposition to this repeal. After a long time, again, again with um, Martella sitting next to you, there's a point where you get about, you'd say about 80 or 85% of the way through. At which point Martella gives a, a smile, somewhat mm. hiding it behind her coffee cup, and you <laughs> see her for the first time really this evening actually relax as you think that Mission she's been doing the mental, mental math, math and counting yeah. in her head the entire time the voting's been going. Very good. Mm -hmm. You can also see that there's a steadily dawning revelation on the floor below with a little bit more than half of the Senate floor seem to uh, already, even before the entire count is done, start to sort of congratulate one another in like Shush, little nods and fist pumps. <laughs> Predator handshakes all around. No, I think we're at yep. the point where C-SPAN can project a winner at the, you know. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are projecting a winner. It's, it's not an official announcement, they're, but they're projecting. Mm -hmm. The speaker takes a moment to compose himself. He stands up, makes his way forward. <laughs> yes. Speaker Lord C-SPAN. <laughs> it's actually not a terrible C, fantasy C, name. It's kind of true. Sea, like the yeah. ocean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. The span of the sea uh, makes its way forward. Again, think not normal attire. Think the uh, the guy that steps out for all the royal proclamations in front of Buckingham, except for <laughs> in a blue and green tabard mm. and big frilly hat and all the sure. rest of that steps forward. Delightful. You have to, to keep up with the, uh, the pomp and circumstance of the situation. I mean, that guy just does it, though. I don't think he's actually officially hired no, by don't the royal so. family. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some dude that goes out there and that. makes those proclamations. Yeah, 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 he's, he's, like, he's just some random like, the dude. baby announcement stuff, he just does that. <laughs> <laughs> the man makes his way up to the platform. Again, the one platform that, is, uh, that overlooks the entirety of the Senate floor below it. Finishes his tabulations. Seems a little for lack of a better term, like he kind of pauses as if double checking his calculation I mean, you don't before get he makes wrong. the announcement. You definitely yeah. don't want to get this wrong. <clears throat> um, and so the final tally for addendum 22,087, the amendment of primogeniture with 36 abstentions, mm. the final tally stands at 107 for 79 against. Ooh. Ooh. The addendum passes. Woo! There is golf claps, golf claps huge all around. applause from a, a majority of the floor below. That was a pretty big margin. A fair amount of applause up here on the uh, the yeah. floor above. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as Laughing. everyone looks Much down. Applause. You know, there's a whole bunch of uh, senators that, you know, do the whole like stand up, politely incline their heads, you know, reach across the aisle, the mm. handshake and sure, all the rest of, of that. Yeah. All the people that abstained immediately switch over to, I was always in favor. Oh, of yes. That's yeah. Cool. I'll tell my constituents. No, wait, that's not <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the officiant clears his throat again. Uh, everyone settles back down. Among other business tonight, the Senate recognizes Princess Eutropia Staven I as the new heir apparent to the Primogen crown and oh. the first heir the empire has seen in 20 years. Clap there is this. an additional round of applause down. If you look down at the Senate floor, you can see that Eutropia is sitting in the, the small seated gallery along the sides of the Senate floor where people are allowed to sit. As she politely stands, gives a bow and wave to everyone as they stand. There's standing applause from, again, a little bit more than half of the Senate floor. Mm, absolutely, we'll stand and applaud for sure. Yeah, the other half kind of stand and just politely clap. The efficient clears his throat again. <clears throat> 
The Senate will reconvene for an emergency session tomorrow at noon to formally recognize the new heir. Everyone applauds once again. Um, There is uh, shouts of joy and all the rest of that stuff from the gallery above. Again, some condemnation uh, from the people down below. It's just hissing. There's a bunch of hissing. Lots of hissing. It's like (laughs) a whole pit of of snakes beneath you. (laughs) Uh, Or geese, whichever you prefer. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd it have to be geese? There are a bunch of snakes down there for sure. There are a bunch (laughs) of snakes. (laughs) The speaker wrecks his gavel again. We will now enter into a closed door session as the Senate recount takes place. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) It's a common practice in Taldor to do a closed door session for recounts. It's usually when those that vote present switch their votes. Mm. Ah. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) Okay, so I get it. So they they then say closed door session and all the people that said present just go to the winning side because it doesn't matter. Most likely, yeah. (laughs) There will be a temporary recess of the Senate to outsiders as the vote is counted. Uh, subsequently, the, the Senate guard make their way through and usher everyone out of the Senate gallery as well. Yeah. Mm. At that point, uh, all of you are ushered out. Uh, pretty much everyone makes their way out to the uh, the Senate courtyard. Mm. Uh, following the vote, uh, Martella leads the way as you make your way. Uh, begins again, just as the ushers begin announcing uh, off in the background, the Grand Prince's speech and the exaltation will begin in 30 minutes, uh, which will take place at 11 o'clock mm. uh, since it is now 1030. Right. Uh, she leads you all down here um, and eventually out into the uh, the Senate courtyard. As uh, all of you step out into the uh, the fresh evening air, the music uh, kicks back up as uh, all of you are outside of the, the Senate floor again. She leads you a short distance out, um, actually out from the Senate courtyard and onto the Senate grounds, which mm. have a number of paved footpaths that navigate their way, not on the map, out and eventually to an area with a... Uh, a large gazebo covered area with a large central table and some benches surrounding it. Uh, you can tell that once again, she had prepared for this uh, as mm-hmm. there is a platter out here with a couple of uh, <laughs> cheese and fruits and all the rest of that, that she's contacted the board. charcuterie board, if you will, so that you may uh, refresh yourself. It, it is either a celebratory charcuterie or a sympathy charcuterie. Yes. Yes. Uh, Lady Marilla peels off as you guys, as you all make your way past the Senate courtyard to, mm. you guess, attend to other business. You're not quite positive. Mm. I guess, you know, not our goodbyes, but... Again, the, the insects chirping. Very distantly, there's the roaring of that lion that is bound Still outside out of the there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor lion. He just likes to remind people from time to time that he's there. <laughs> like, look how ferocious I am. Wah. Look at me. <laughs> Once all of you are alone, Martilla lets slip the practice guise of uh, <laughs> the genteel lady and uh, consummate spy ma- mistress, master. I think I decided on master, and I keep going back to mistress, just because it sounds cool. Mm. As she cracks into a wide smile. I believe congratulations are in order. Congratulations for all of us are in order. Thank you all for your assistance tonight. That was seven years of work finally realized. Seven years? Impressive. Well done. And with such a rousing victory as well. Well, some of that, of course, is uh, is thanks in part to all of you, making certain that the the votes were going to need were going to go the way that they needed to go. I anticipated victory, but as I said when we first met, it needed to be a wide margin mm-hmm. for the populace at large, for the nation, to accept this change. And we have. Then why do I still feel uneasy? Yes. Matters aren't completely resolved. And there are going to be people that 
debate the vote. This is not the end of our fight. What do you make of the rumors that the Grand Prince is going to adopt the High Strategos to circumvent it all anyway? It's possible. And it is within his rights. However, technically, the Senate must vote still to recognize him as the new heir. Mm. And if we can maintain the majority that we have... They will not. It will get tied up in legalese. And hopefully... (laughs) She sits down on the edge of one of the benches, looks out into the uh, the night. I have many strong opinions on the High Strategos, but hopefully his loyalty to Taldor would win over. I think that he would recognize what the Taldane Senate demands. Mm. Mind you, most of my impressions of the man are from a summer 25 years ago, but I remember him being quite bloodthirsty and headstrong. We all do change, don't we? I was quite quiet. That you were. He seemed fine when we spoke with him earlier, but we didn't talk about... I mean, we talked about infrastructure, which everyone is dying to talk about all the time. Well, some of us, anyway. (laughs) It is likely, of course, that the Grand Prince's speech will be um, fiery, to say the least. He has opposed this this change to primogeniture for years. Do you know why he's been so against it? Especially not having an heir of his own. Well, he did have an heir. That's part of his objection, I think. Well, you can't bring the dead... Well, you can bring the dead back, but he obviously hasn't brought the dead back. She fiddles with her cup. I will not speak on the princess's behalf, but she and her father did part on difficult terms I I think her transition from the princess that we knew growing up a kind and gentle and if I may say so well behaved daughter to a woman actively engaging in politics took her in his mind from a child to a political threat Mm. in particular given the prince's waning popular support and the princess's growing popular renown. Regardless, though, while the emperor has a great deal of power, the Senate vote is the Senate vote, and it will be ratified and recognized. I would surmise that Stavian's speech would be a concession to Tropia's bid for the throne, although I would be very surprised if he does not take a steps to undermine her eventual position or authority. Mm. Especially if he has other plans involving the High Strategos. I do not expect to see much restraint from the prince. Unfortunately, it sounds like there will be some sour grapes. The fight, again, as I said, is not over. She turns back towards all of you. Uh, imagine all of you sitting now on the benches surrounding this, uh, this large mm. circular table. Which, again, is a large portion of the reason that I invited all of you. (laughs) The princess goes from being a political activist tomorrow to being the heir apparent. There's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done. And over the last few years, I've done a great deal, but I am only one person. Mm. With all of your aid, I think that we could see phenomenal change in the future. 
helping out to talk to people at a party is one thing, but I do not have the political pull needed to influence the nation as a whole. See, there's a beauty to that. I don't need to remind you, Viscountess, that uh, you're talking to a lady. A bastard, in fact. None of that matters. You're the princess's right hand and her spymaster. Everyone knows that and the political pull it comes with. And again, I brought... I brought all of you here because Utropia doesn't just need advisors. I'm her only friend. The only person that she's open with. Everyone else over time has either turned to political machinations or betrayal. I asked you here because I want to find people the princess can trust. Trust with matters that she could not trust to anyone else. But that, of course, is the princess's decision. I assume she's aware of our involvement at this point? I've said that I have friends working. Again, the princess uh, gives me a lot of leeway and doesn't ask a lot of questions about the activities that I undertake Mm -hmm. or those that work with me. But if you're willing, I would like tomorrow after the princess is recognized to gather us all together. If you'd be willing to work for the heir apparent. In for a penny, in for a pound, and certainly important work. I'm of course willing to help any way that I can, but again, I don't know what I can do. Well, I suppose that we'll be discussing that, won't we? I admit, I am curious to find out what my skills will bring. (laughs) If there's anything I can do to help, I'll do it. (laughs) That is a problem for tomorrow, though. (laughs) For tonight, we have a victory. And though I'm certain that the prince is going to reign on our parade. Yes. He can blow hard all he wants. (laughs) Also, all I can think of is Victory Royale now, and I feel really bad for it. (laughs) (laughs) We have won the elimination. We've eliminated every other opposition. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Nobody had a, had a Fortnite reference on their bingo cards. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, whoever lives is king. <laughs> oh, my. She stands. We should make our way back. And again, you should have an opportunity to chat with a few people before it'll be time to head down to the Senate floor. Any right. recommendations on who might be helpful to have as an ally? Uh, Well, I think your options are relatively limited right now, since all the senators are in the uh, Senate floor for a vote. Uh, It's basically everyone you see in the Senate courtyard right over there right now. (laughs) I do apologize. For what? In that I do have an 11th hour mission. Oh, we love a mission. (laughs) All right. What is it? Is it, is, does it start at 11? Because that would be funny. (laughs) That would be funny, actually. Yeah, that's true. I, I do have a 1045 mission for you. <laughs> right. Well, then. She produces an additional letter, oh, hey, neatly folded, letter. sealed with wax, embossed with a simple heart instead of any crest that you've seen. Okay. Oh. The princess took pains to make certain that soon-to-be Lord Calbio oh. was selected today for exaltation. I had been in routine contact with both him and his family. Hmm. And his parents had provided me with this message. Oh, that's that's actually really charming. Unfortunately, um, as much as we have done to help matters, they 
refused additional aid or indebtment that would have allowed them to travel to Opara for the ceremony, as both of his parents are quite poor. Okay. I would like to use the time remaining before the exaltation to have a conversation with the princess. And so if one of you would be willing to deliver this letter, I think he would be most thankful. I'd be more than happy to. I think all of us would. Yes. Then I will leave this in your capable hands, and I will leave all of you to enjoy the next few minutes. And I've made a a special arrangement as a thank you to all of you. Oh? Uh, The exaltation speech in gala is oftentimes not uh, as exciting as, uh, well, it's definitely going to be more exciting or interesting than the previous 30 minutes spent in the gallery. (laughs) (laughs) But I fortunately secured a seat for myself down on the Senate floor. And I've also secured seats for all of you to observe the proceedings directly. Nice. Uh, as the senator's aides will not need the various booths around the outside of the Senate floor. Delightful. So, I'll cool. see you. Sounds then. wonderful. Wonderful. I'll unfortunately have to sit um, in a separate section with Lady Marula, but I have secured an entire booth for the five of you. Hmm. Well, thank you. Better than not being there at all, so I'll take it. She smiles. Uh, again, her, you know, the spy mish- master visage uh, cracks for a second as she leans over and gives each of you a uh, a hug of appreciation. You know, one of those noble hug things where they kind of grab mm. your shoulders so you don't crush one another's dresses. <laughs> of course. Yes. Y- y- y'all y'all lean your... over so the, the, uh, the <laughs> oh God. what is the big poofy? No, I'm just thinking. Crown yeah. of the dresses. Taffeta, darling. Yeah. Taffeta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing nope. taffeta. But also, I don't know that reference. It's from Young Frankenstein, where mm. he's saying goodbye to his like um, fiance or whatever, and she's like taffeta, darling. And he's like taffeta, and she's like, no, the dress, it's taffeta. It wrinkles so easily. It <laughs> <laughs> like shoves him off. To be fair, I haven't seen Young Frankenstein in fifteen years. It's good stuff. I just wanted to say, um, Martella, it was good to see you again. It has been wonderful to see you to see all of you. And I hope that this is the beginning of a, uh, a long and fruitful relationship. Well, I intend it to be. Mm-hmm. But Martella gives each of you a small hug and quickly makes her way off to go and uh, you suppose uh, find the princess, uh, allowing all of you to make your way back to the Senate courtyard where you can see the, the gathered groups. Uh, yeah, we are at the uh, another round of gala intrigue for all of you as it is now 1045. So uh, you've got this, uh, the exaltation ceremony, who knows if there's going to be another mission after that, as you'll have another uh, 30 minutes of uh, open time after that, and then the uh, fireworks celebration at 12 o'clock. Right. And then you have to depart at 1230, or otherwise the ghosts kill you. Yes. <laughs> as we've established. Exactly this, at 1230 that everybody runs this turned the into Spelunky. Yeah, they what? have a very accurate water clock, and at 1230, they're like, okay, anyone in this building is fair game. It basically it's runs out at 1215, so there's time to ring the bells to make everybody get a move on. Get out. In case you wonder why there's a clock in, like, every single hole of this building. <laughs> there's a very uh, mediocre short story called um, Wentworth's Day that basically is about a dude whose clock is off and so he basically lets a monster in to kill him uh, because it's like aha it's after midnight now you can't get me and then like his clock had stopped 15 minutes ago or something I just really like the idea that like I can't live with my clock being off someone just kill me let me find a monster (laughs) (laughs) throw myself in the monster monster. (laughs) 
Did anybody have parents that would always set the clock 10 minutes fast? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. No. My mom Those would always do things. that, and so we'd like be frantically going around the house thinking we were late, and then we'd get in the car and be like, we're fine. Well, what yeah, that's, that's the not point. So, yeah, yeah. The, the trick never worked on me, though, because I would learn it once, and then my brain would do the calculus every time. I'd Same. look at the clock, mm-hmm. and I'd see the right time. Mm-hmm. No, I forgot every time. But yeah, you, <laughs> you make your way to the Senate courtyard, and uh, yeah, I suppose a quick round table. Uh, Jessica, what is Verity going to be up to? Um... I guess the first question actually might be who wants to deliver that letter. Yeah, who's going to deliver that? I mean, Verity's cool not delivering that if somebody else wants to. I don't have much appreciation for the arts. I wouldn't mind doing it just because I didn't do any of the deliveries in the, the first part. Doesn't matter to me. I mean, yeah, I don't if mind like multiple it. of you yeah. can. It's however you want to do. I mean, do. Gwen will probably go with Cornelius because we've already talked to Lady Marilla. We've already talked to yeah. Baron O'Kara for an extensive period of time. Yeah, that guy's chill. We're good with him. A Duke Lothied can take a sh- long walk off a short pier as far as Gwen's concerned. And I don't want to <laughs> talk to the clown. So you Nobody know. wants to talk to the clown. Barry's going to go talk to the Duke because, I mean, I have nothing in common with him, but he seems spicy. <laughs> so that's I mean, he interesting. Is head of the, he is the de facto head of the Arcanist Guild. So just so you are aware, uh, again, uh, Panavar Lothied, you can uh, influence with diplomacy, knowledge, history, or spellcraft. I have diplomacy, so I'll just go chat with him and be like, "Hey, it's been a long time. I hear you're very busy, or whatever." All right, so Verity's going to go and talk to uh, Panavar. I believe you said that Cornelius wants to go and talk to Calbio. Yep. And Gwen's going to go with him. Gwen's going to go over there. Rachel, what is Felix doing? I guess I'm talking to the clown. <laughs> hey, she Is might be the best one. Felix is like, yeah, I guess I'm talking to a clown. She could be like, I know everything that's happening here. Let me give you all of the gossip. I mean, she probably Wouldn't that does. be hilarious? Uh, well, first off, I think at least one of you still, um, maybe two of you, have not used your ability to learn what influences someone. Mm. I don't think I, I think have. I, I think I used mine already. Yeah, I think it's one. I think we have one left. I, I double. Use my, I'd use I mine on my uh, on Ravelard to make sure that mm-hmm. I knew. Jessica what I used hers on uh, Earl Farima. I think I used mine on Lady Marilla. So, ah, there you go. So you can still use that if you wanted to. Just real quick, figure out what could influence Wasilka. Sure. Why not? And uh, Oliver. Oh, and also I'll remind uh, Jordan that he does still have one additional round that he can grant someone for mm-hmm. an extraction if they want to use it now or if you want to save it. Uh, I think I'll save it just because, yeah, I feel like something's <laughs> going down. This doesn't feel like the time when it's like, oh, gosh, we got to rush. Wait, yeah. so then do we want to save our knowing the skills thing? Because there are still senators we don't know the skill for. It's up to you. Oh, I was just going to say, I can try to figure out the skills to influence her if you want. You can also come help me with Lothied, anybody who wants to. Because uh... he has zero successes so far. Well, if Oliver can't, okay, this, I don't know if this is allowed, but if Oliver is going to try to figure out what a, what influences the clown and it's something that I have and Felix doesn't have, can Gwen say she talks to the clown once we know what actually influences her? Maybe it's a perform thing. I mean, maybe, technically you, know. you guys can do these in any order that you wish. <laughs> I'm okay. sure it's perform. So I'll, I'll try to figure it out. That way we don't have to use our instant knowledge ability um, since we only have one of those left. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Maybe she really likes other Singing. or maybe she's super into something random, you know what I mean? I really like trains. Engineering is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually from the mana wastes. Yeah. yeah. How do you fit all those clowns in those cars? <laughs> Knowledge the planes. 
Also <laughs> engineering. Dungeoneering, actually. Yeah. It's all extra dimensional spaces. Extra dimensional spaces. It's like the corpse the orgy, except for it's a clown car. Yeah. No. Oh, no. No, no. 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 <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anyway. Uh, so we're going to start in the uh, the Senate courtyard. And of course, uh, Oliver will roll first since he is making a discovery check. All right. Uh, that is a 10 for 17. You walk around, you ask a couple of questions pertaining towards uh, Wasilka the Fantabulous. Might as well. Maybe I'll think about hiring her. Who knows? I mean, again, she is rather well known, uh, especially mm-hmm. among some of the uh, the nobles of Opara, as apparently she is uh, a quite skilled uh, jester, a, a delight for children's parties and all the rest of that, which I guess is why she was contracted to entertain the children at the Senate building. Mm-hmm. You are made aware that she loves wordplay hmm. of pretty much any form or any form of performance art. Uh, she hmm. can be influenced via bluff or diplomacy because she enjoys wordplay play in both ways. Uh, as well as any perform check. All right. Uh, so is Gwen wanting to shift directions? Are Gwen and Felix both going to go over there and influence? Uh, what's the plan? Yeah, I could do Lothied instead. That's fine. All right. I guess okay. I'll go talk to uh With Silka the Fantabulous. Miss Fantabulous. Yes. Gwen, you're up. Miss the Fantabulous. <laughs> you like do a pass of the baton, like a, a pat on the shoulder, like <laughs> perform at her. And then like, <laughs> Perform at her. Mm-hmm. Felix, I imagine, probably leads Verity over to uh, speak to uh, Duke Lothied since Felix had an opportunity to refamiliarize herself with uh, Duke Lothied earlier before the uh, the Duke had talked to the High Strategos. Oh, yeah. Kind of a quick uh, introduction there. You know, Panavar makes jokes about how, like, seeing all of you here all grown up makes him feel so ridiculously old now and things like that. Oh, you, you know, like, day over 40. <laughs> I mean, it has been like 25 years, so he has that moment where he's like, oh gosh, it was 25 Are years ago. Are you using magic had to stay meeting. young? Yeah, I was, was going to say again, uh, he looks like he's grayer, you think, than he was before, and maybe a little bit like more stooped in the shoulder, but you know, he's got those fine jeans where he's aged very well. He's like Keanu Reeves, basically. Mm. <laughs> he's more wizard and less uh, John Wick, but still. Yeah, his, his art is very cool. There's something about him that is really cool looking. Like, he looks like he could be a Castlevania character. He does. it does a little bit, yeah. It's the high collar, it's the piercing mm-hmm. eyes. Actually, you know you know who he reminds me of appearance is maybe it's the hair and the hair color. Uh Anson Mount. Hmm. Little oh, Christopher yeah. Pike action oh, going little. on there. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Could see that. I could see sure. that. Definitely could see that. Yeah, he's got uh he's got like the, the volume color, of the hair. Like, yeah. He's he has my vibe. If you look at my character art and his character art, we have a very similar sense of style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you talk you do. about style. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you actually do. Weird. <laughs> yeah, so for uh, Duke Panavar Lothied, you may make a diplomacy, a knowledge history, or a spellcraft check. Uh, is Felix making a separate role to influence him, or is she aiding another? Yeah, if we make separate and we both succeed, do we get two successes? Correct. Let's do that. Sure, we can do that. We shall separately engage him in conversation together. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, you may both make a diplomacy check. Oh! I roll a 19 for a 25. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Oh. Well, I rolled a two for an eight. Yeah. Ouch, not so nice. You wouldn't have even aided. That's, That's very sad. That's yep. very sad. Felix is a little distracted. It's been a long night. Mm-hmm. She's still clutching this thing of uh, incense and looking over at the bees. Like, I really want to use the bees. Hey, if we need to make a fast <laughs> escape, we'll throw down, like, light the incense and run. <laughs> Verity, you have a conversation for uh, for some time with uh, with Duke Lothied. Hmm. Catching up on things, uh, all the all the politicking, all the rest of that stuff. Eventually, you start to uh, to hit on the recent Senate vote. The Duke listens uh, politely. Uh, again, is occasionally just looking off, uh, somewhat distractedly. Hmm. I sometimes wonder. Hmm. 
at the actions that we set in motion, how this will affect Taldor as a whole. I remember Princess Eutropia from her time in Birdsong Palace. She is a much different woman today than she was the girl then, much as the two of you young ladies are. Well, it has been 25 years. Mm-hmm. I wish it had never come to this. Mm. Cassius would have been a phenomenal prince. He sips at his wine. I fear Eutropia is too divisive. Is she divisive because of herself, or is she divisive because of the situation that has been built up around her? She can't do anything about the opinions of others. That is true. However, that does not change the divisiveness of someone, whether it is fair or not. If someone has a reputation. But reputations can be changed. It's true, on an individual basis. But across all of Taldor? Unfortunately, I think all options would have a reputation. There is nothing that isn't connected to something else. I mean, that is part of the problem. For the longest time, the only alternative has always seemed to have been the High Strategos. And I don't agree with that alternative either. Hmm. I would think what would be best for Taldor as a whole would be the acceptance of tonight's vote and both of the interested parties advocating for a third option. Oh, that would be interesting. The princess has opened a door and it seems like many people view her actions as being power hungry because they are self-serving or is the perception at least. But were she to open that door and then allow another to go through? One of the old families of Taldor. Is there such a family that doesn't have baggage? That does not have baggage, no. But the head of house for House Darhan, for instance, has a famed reputation across all of Taldor. And just like every one of your families, has some tenuous claim to the throne. Hmm. Technically true, every one of your families is in some way related to the royal family, yeah, I mean, just fair. through however many dozens of branches. We're all cousins here. <laughs> Cousin! Well, I do not agree with the ideals of our misguided cousins to the West. These ideas from Mandarin of democracy, mm. power of the people. I do sometimes wonder if a meritocracy would be a better option. It is certainly an interesting one. I think if you gave enough people opportunity to actually show their merits, but right now I think it's too closed off. I think sometimes my time in the Arcanist Guild has skewed my views. Mm. Magical talent is a great equalizer, whether or not the person is of noble birth or commoner. It is that natural gift that finds them a place inside of our halls. Unfortunately, I have learned oftentimes those with the greatest power, be it magical or political, will abuse that power. I would want to see my power used for the greater good of all Taldor, but not all agree with my views. Certainly. But I am wishing, he swirls the wine in his glass, for a perfect candidate, a perfect heir. Mm, there is no such thing. Yes, I suppose that there is not. Mm. This has been a very pleasant conversation. Certainly. But we are running short on time. 
Certainly. We have a big announcement soon. Of course. He bows his head. Um, you did get two successes, actually, because you got hey, a, critic, nice. a uh, success exceeding by five. Uh, unfortunately, it does take more than two successes to influence Duke Lothied, but well on the way. All right, I'm coming yeah. back later, because apparently, even though we're not talking about magic, we're good. Meritocracy is an interesting idea. I like the idea of a meritocracy, but the problem is, is that, like, Who's not everybody's the getting the same options. Well, it, it so. doesn't always, I'm thinking, like, yeah. it often doesn't turn out the way that you expect it to turn out. Yeah. That's the whole that's the whole argument with democracy, isn't it? Yeah. It's, well, it's the, the worst form of government, with the exception of all other forms of government, mm-hmm. is the uh, the famous quote. But yeah, you both have uh, made some headway with uh, Duke Lothied there. He's surprisingly chill. I don't know what I was expecting him to be like, but I actually like him a lot. From there, we go over to, uh, I guess we'll take care of Gwen real quick, as uh, Gwen makes her way over to uh, Wasilka the Fantabulous. Gwen, as you approach, Wasilka is a... A young halfling woman, again, uh, Oliver goes out, kind of asks some questions, quickly pops by to just be like, hey, this is, you know, what I've heard. Mm. Is a halfling woman uh, wearing a standout black and red and white attire. Think Harlequin's classic (laughs) Batman outfit. Oh, Uh, the the, full uh, motley. The the full Mm -hmm. motley, yeah. We love it. She wears similar makeup, uh, embellishing her uh, somewhat cherub-like face to uh, even more extremes with a uh, a bright red nose, uh, bright red lips black circles around her eyes that give her an almost constant resting surprise face. (laughs) Her hair is done up in uh, two braids, which drop down to either side of her neck, and the uh, end of each of the braids has a bell attached to it (laughs) uh, instead of the usual jester's cap. She smiles at you as you make your way up, uh, showing off a set of immaculate white teeth. Uh, Having just uh, finished painting a child's face uh, into brilliant colors as the child goes running off, uh, basically like, I'm a bear, and then goes running away. (laughs) (laughs) Like That's do. what you want to unleash on the Senate. Children running around acting like animals. <laughs> you know. She turns, bows very low at the waist, uh, again, kind of showing off her acrobatic skill to the point that she bows low enough that her forehead almost touches the ground as she sweeps her ar- arms out in an overly grandiose form of noble greeting. Good evening. Good evening. Are you here for face painting? <laughs> Please say yes. If it wouldn't be super weird and probably give you a penalty on all of your diplomacy checks and things. Can you just give me a beauty mark? (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't think that would be wise for me this evening, at least. Uh, Okay. Never (laughs) any takers from the adults. (laughs) We don't want to be judged harshly by our peer group. If we weren't in the Senate building, it'd be an entirely other discussion. Ah, I see. Putting on airs, she says dramatically, uh, picking up three um, wine glasses and beginning to juggle them up and down through the air. Unfortunately. <laughs> putting on airs. So, do you ever travel outside of Apara for your performing skills? I have traveled far and wide. I have learned from distant masters of the motley art, if you will. <laughs> She went to class I've school. been as far south as Katapesh, as far north as Bravoy. I'd ask wow. you not to reform to the Arcanarium that way. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely went to clown college, for sure. There are a fair amount of children in the hamlet that I oversee, and I think they would be quite impressed with your skills. A hamlet, you say? Is it far? Mm-hmm. In this province, not too terribly far away. Well, then I would certainly be interested in doing so. I am currently contracted in a, uh, let us simply say, a long on-standing agreement. However, it is supposed to end at the end of this year, so I can make arrangements for that next year. 
Uh, but right now I am touring with Mr. Smiles. <laughs> oh, we've heard of him. Everyone, remember Mr. Smiles. Yeah, we heard that rumor all the way back in episode like but two. I guess I would chit-chat with her about her abilities. Yep. Try to get her to like me. Maybe she can spill some stuff about these nobles. You may make a diplomacy, bluff, or perform any. I roll a 13 for a 21 on performing. A 21 is a success. Uh, and does def- beat the DC by five, granting you two successes. Nice. Very good. You chat with her for a bit. She asks you about, like, any children of your own. I suppose that you mentioned, like, well, I've got a, a kid, but he's kind of a squire now, so he's probably not really yeah. that interested in clowns. No. <laughs> he might be. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, you might just be like, clowns are fun. <laughs> <laughs> but after a short time of talking with you, she just you know, smiles. I've had the opportunity to talk to a number of the people here. It is amazing how many of the senators uh, have either young children or young wards. That seems to be a reoccurring theme. Huh. <laughs> uh, wards. You got to have an wards. S. <laughs> Most of them are former acrobats themselves. <laughs> From the noble house of Wayne, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> but I've had the chance to talk to a number of them. They've all been actually quite nice. I uh, had an opportunity to talk to uh, Baron O'Kara pertaining towards uh, his daughter. From what I understand, she's a troublemaker. We love her. Uh, I wish that she was here. would have uh, added a little bit of festivity. I did my best to keep the children as uh, interested as possible. But unfortunately, sometimes I don't think the nobles here exactly understand what they're hiring. Because you hire a clown not to keep children quiet, but to keep mm. children <laughs> engaged. Uh, and as such, when they're just like, I'm wanting them to be quiet. It's like, well, I've literally just started teaching them to juggle. Um, so if you're not expecting a few broken plates, well, that's on you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we love her. Gwen nods like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I had a brief chance to speak to uh, Countess Pace as well. Mm. From what I understand, she has uh, a young ward of her own. Oh, Unfortunately, she? I hadn't really gotten a chance to uh, to see said child uh, either. However, she does also have a niece here. Niece is rather nice. Uh, she's the one. She should be around here. She's got a clover on her forehead. Oh, mm-hmm. let's <laughs> see. There was also ooh, Lord Sentimus. He brought his nephew here this evening. Hmm. Hmm. She has deets on all the kids. We should okay. have kids parties. That's how we'll influence them. <laughs> so what we do is we arrange play dates and then we use that to socialize. All with of them. my children are too old for play dates. <laughs> all of our children are too old for that. You don't Mike, have just went off to Paige. So unfortunately, well, fortunately, first off, you have uh, actually completely uh, influenced Wasilka. Nice. Mm-hmm. Get ready for groans here. Unfortunately, the uh, benefit of that is you gain a, a free influence on uh, an NPC, either Baron Okara, Countess Pace, or Duke Sentimus. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch, that's painful. So, what we're hearing is that we should have talked to the clown sooner. <laughs> Dang it. Basically. Oh, well. Because apparently she can go and make uh, additional introductions and everything else. And uh, if you go over there, you get to go over there with their child, who then subsequently kind of. Like, oh, this wow. is the really conversation fun. for you. That's yeah. hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been really good if we were rolling over and over on Well, Baron Never underestimate the power of a clown. Yeah, really <laughs> for a minute. Yeah. Send in the clowns. Mm. <laughs> Elsewhere, though, Cornelius, you make your way over towards uh, Calbio. You've seen the young man uh, all over the place this evening, uh, although mostly on the Senate floor. As he stands over here, he's just kind of, uh, there's. it's a moment of quiet as a lot of people are off chatting, uh, where he's just kind of sitting there almost doing, for lack of a better term, like breathing exercises as he watches the fountain. Oh, just like, breathe nervous. in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. He's a, uh, a young man um, with uh, bright auburn hair, piercing eyes, 
a easy smile when he's not as, uh, as nervous as he is, freckles across both of his cheeks, seemingly uncomfortable in the sheer quality of the noble finery he's wearing this evening, uh, mm. kind of constantly fidgeting with the cuffs um, and rubbing at his neck. He has uh, calloused hands, a uh, simple hairstyle, sun-beaten face, all setting him apart from everyone else here. Uh, as you approach, he gives you a broad, uh, maybe the first that you've seen this evening, genuine smile. Oh. Ah, Mr. Calbio. Howdy. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm Calbio. Oh, uh, he bows at the waist. Uh, a pleasure to meet you, my lord. <laughs> He's so cute. Yes, my, Let's adopt my him name immediately. Is, my name is Cornelius Marisette, and uh, a friend of mine asked to deliver this letter uh, to you. Apparently, it's uh, from your parents. Parents? Well, that's mighty yes. kind of you, sir. He extends a hand, takes the letter. Uh, may, I, may I ask uh, where, whereabouts you're from? Yes, uh, my family's lands are up north in the Avon Prefecture. Oh, I, that's on the other side of the forest. Yes, yes, we're up in the mountains. Oh, I've never been up that far north. I've sent a couple things up there, uh, up towards uh, Scathen, I think it is. Uh, if you follow, uh, follow the old selling uh, all the way up, you can make your way there. I understand you turn right at the fork. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Breezy Creek. They told me I've got to take a, a surname. I'm still kind of toying around with a couple ideas. Um, but yeah, I'm from uh, just south of the Blackwood Swamp. Hey. Ah, interesting. Uh-huh. You ever been out that way? Uh, no, I can't say that I have. It's, o it's over in uh, the Tandak uh, uh, Prefecture, uh, just a little bit south of Casimir. That's kind of ah. close to where uh, Verity lives and Felix. <laughs> ah, I do have several friends who are actually uh, from that area. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I'd love to make their acquaintance as well. I've been meeting all sorts of people here this evening. It's been pretty great, honestly. Chatting to some of the people. There's some uh, some very, very interested people who keep asking me about my work and all the rest. Uh, you know, I've, I've always been a little bit nervous around, uh, let's simply say, um, highfalutin folks. And uh, <laughs> it's it's been kind of nice to find out that, you know, we're all just people. <laughs> He's not so that's, that's been real good. So yeah, I've got some pretty good weaving skills, and and I'm I'm very honored to be here. Uh, I was just told by one of them big scary guys with the fur cloaks, um, the Olfen, <laughs> um, that that I'd be getting up on stage with the Grand Prince for the uh, the exaltation, which I was already told. Oh jeez. Uh, but now it's actually happening. I didn't expect all these people here, so uh, I was I was thinking it was going to be a kind of a small thing. Oh. I ain't never been in a town that's had more than three roads before, and here I am with all you big city <laughs> <Yeah>. folk. <laughs> So it's, it's been kind of making me a little nervous, but uh, uh, I appreciate this letter you brought me here. Um, you, you mind if I open it? Oh, not at all. Okay, all now right. I wish I had talked to him because he's apparently like my neighbor. I know, <laughs> right? Seriously. He cracks open the, uh, the letter, reads over it. Um, as you're kind of watching, probably sipping, giving him a moment of privacy. You see a smile falter a little bit. And, you know, after a second, a, a tear rolls down the side of his mm -hmm. face as he... He takes that, folds it back up. <clears throat> oh, wow. That was, uh... Mm. He takes a couple of moments to collect himself. It was, uh... A letter from my pa. Papa and Mama have been, uh, been helping me for, for years. Um, I, they told me they tightened their belts to, to pay for my apprenticeship. And, and they did, but... Um, it was, it was kind of pricey. They were saying how they had to take a mortgage on the farm and... Now I'm gonna have enough, enough money back. Uh, I, I get my own lands um, when I get back home. So, uh, 
They were saying how how proud they were. I wish they were here. Oh. <laughs> if only I'd known. It's very nice of your parents to write to you. I do hope that you won't forget where you came from. Too many of the nobles around here have forgotten the purpose of the nobility is to help enrich those less fortunate. Oh, oh no, sir. I'm going back to Breezy Creek and it's a small place, but um, I'm going to do all I can for my people there. No. Um, you know, I, I, I was talking with uh, uh, with that last nice lady Marilla and uh, <laughs> um, oh, sorry, uh, lady, uh, oh dang, what's her name? I've lost it. Gloriana Marilla. <laughs> Gloriana, yeah. She's oh, she's a very nice, uh, real pretty woman. Um, <laughs> she was telling me uh, that they that they do these things places uh, I, I ain't never heard of it called um, called grants. Um, that I could do some sort of program to help people. I ain't never heard uh, that happen before. It must be something you uh, you nobles take care of, and uh, we just us common folk don't hear about much, but uh, but. I think that's the plan. I think I think I'm going to get back. I'm going to start up a good grant for people and um, and really do some good. Ah, that's wonderful to hear. I'll be in Opara at least for another couple of days. If there's anything that I can do to assist you, my family has a long history of navigating some of the, uh, shall we say, the bureaucracy of uh, Taldor. So I'd be happy to lend my aid in getting you started and set up. Well. Well, sir, I, I don't know what bureaucracy is, but um, you, you seem like <laughs> a right, it. nice kind of guy. So um, yeah, I, I'd be more than happy. We could we could get Ah, oh, If you know the city, I don't I don't know nothing around here. I came in. I saw that big, big bridge, and the, the big line statues. They were roaring. It was that it was real impressive. But uh, I, I was really wanting to go out to that bridge. Um, I heard before, if you throw a copper off, um, you get a wish as long as it doesn't hit a boat. <laughs> Can <laughs> <laughs> okay. we add this man to our party? Taking away from this, he lives in like outside of Blackwood's swamp, or my family's house is Blackwood Estate. He's gonna start a grant. He's gonna need a lawyer. I feel like I gotta meet this guy. I know. I, I, yeah, exactly. I I'm like, I need do. to go find Felix and Verity to come help. <laughs> hey, Gwen's family is known for like. <laughs> crafters and things like that i can sure. help hook him up with you know supplies and things like that yes. oh man <laughs> yes okay we'll take this young friend. lord under our wing we're ready <laughs> i'm so ready <laughs> so i suppose then uh yeah you finish your conversation and everything with uh with lord calbio i'm so glad i got to talk to calbio fun times mm. pretty much as you're like you're having this conversation Two women in full like Ulfin guard uniforms oh. kind of come uh, up he's like oh I i'm sorry i I gotta go. <laughs> don't wanna don't wanna keep uh, keep the ladies here waiting. Yes, enjoy your exaltation, sir. Oh, and you do the same, sir. Uh, well, that doesn't make any sense, but uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I got I got a speech prepared and everything, so uh, <laughs> I'm ready for that. Oh, it man, reminds so me of when I'm getting like food from a server, and yeah. they're like, you know, enjoy your food. I'm like, thanks, you too. And it's like, wait, oh no, my life is over. I'm not gonna eat that food. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I suppose uh, all of you make your way to the Senate floor, actually. Oh, oh right, because we get to be in the box. Yeah, we're gonna be yeah. in the uh, the. What Ooh, they call we got a box. Booth. Yeah. yeah, the booth. Yes, we have box tickets. Box yeah, we have tickets box to the show. <laughs> You make your way into the Senate. Again, it's it's kind of quiet by this point. 
as you make your way in, all the senators have taken their seats. Uh, everyone else is basically being directed by the uh, the Senate guard here, uh, standing there with their big plumed helmets. Uh, you think you see the same uh, woman that you saw before directing Martella off towards the side. Uh, that seems to be her contact with the uh, the Senate guard here. Sure. Mm. Before you're led along to the uh, the right hand side of the Senate floor. Down below, you can see the uh, the gathering of nobles. Felix, you see your uncle make his way down, and he's down, you know, one of the seats in the middle row on the right-hand side. Gwen, you can see uh, your brother on the opposite side of the Senate floor from where you are, closer to where uh, Lady Martella is. Uh, off towards the side in the back, you can see that a booth has been uh, uh, reserved for a couple of uh, prominent dignitaries, including the High Strategos, uh, who sits mm. in the booths closest to uh, the actual stage where everything will be taking place. And uh, Duke Panavar, you can see taking a seat across the way, and all the other people that you've seen up until this point. As you take your seats and uh, and make yourself comfortable, uh, as everyone shuffles in, finds their seats. Now we prepare for the counterpoint. Eventually, the Senate's uh, speaker comes out, blows the horn to announce the arrival of the Grand Prince. Ten Ulfen guard pour in through the back door, directly near where the stage is, a straight line leading along the red carpet. Do we stand? Is this a stand-up thing? Yes, everyone stands. Uh, they fan out five to a side. Uh... Following this, the Grand Prince Stavian enters the Senate Hall from the single western entrance, preceded again by the ten Ulfengard and followed by ten more, hmm. where he then ascends to this tall stage that overlooks the hall from its center. Uh, walking a few steps behind him is Calbio, who just kind of waves at everyone, you know, looking oh. very awkward. Uh, followed behind that are two more of the Ulfengard, because even though he's a peasant farmer, you guess they trust him. He's not about to be. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they trust no one. The crowd claps as he makes his way forward and continues until he raises a single hand to calm the assembled crowd to order. Okay. The two members of the Prince Ulfengard escorting the thrilled-looking man in his noble attire, the soon-to-be-elevated commoner Calbio of Breezy Creek, to stand behind the prince. The prince looks over the crowd uh, with vague disinterest. Mm. Calbio again, kind of awkwardly waves, especially when he sees Cornelius, he like awkwardly waves. Like, Yay! Aww. <laughs> Aww, cute. Cornelius waves back. We love subtly. it. Subtly. You made a friend. The prince looks out. Quite the assembly we have today. I don't think I've ever seen the Senate building so packed, so full, especially not for one of my previous speeches. Even my lovely daughter. Now a woman sits amongst the players of Opara's greatest game. A few people glance down towards Eutropia, who stands with the gathered groups down on the Senate floor itself. Hmm. Of course, none of you are here from me. No, today is about something else entirely. Today is about elevation. It's no secret that today is about exalting others to a new status in life. Mm. There's another smattering applause. A few mm. of those on the Senate floor nod or raise a glass towards Eutropia, uh, seemingly taking in the Grand Prince's double meaning. I'm sure that many of you have had the opportunity to meet Calbio here. He gestures back towards the young man. Here, here. He is a man of the people. Elevated at the urging of all the ladies, lords, senators, and aides present in this chamber. 
I think we should give him a rousing applause to commemorate this momentous moment in his life. Sure. There is a round of applause. The room erupts into cheers as Stavian pauses in his proclamation. Calbia looks about, beaming, tears collecting in the corners of his eyes. The Grand Prince smiles and waves um, as he takes in some of the adulation of the crowd himself. The leader of Taldor goes as far as uh, stepping back, placing a hand on Calbia's shoulder, like leading him up to the front of the stage so everyone can applaud him. Oh, he touched him. He pats the boy on the shoulder as the crowd's clapping dies away. I understand your parents sacrificed everything to help you reach this day, my boy. Saving up for your apprenticeship and the tools that you need to achieve the greatness that you have. And today, I imagine you are a grateful son. No doubt making them proud. Oh, Oh, gosh. I certainly hope so, my prince. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) I, I hope I make them proud. That's a beautiful thing. Oh. A grateful child. <laughs> this is what makes all of the sacrifices worthwhile. You see, I too understand what it is to sacrifice. Jesus. I have given so much for the people of this nation. A brother, a son, a lifetime of service. Even my own daughter's loyalty. He pauses. The crowd grows deathly silent. But unlike you, Lord Calbio, these Taldanes, my children truly, are not grateful. They scheme and plot and dream of the death of their dutiful father and placing a woman, a woman, sir, on the lion throne in his stead. And they have seen fit this very day to induct you into their conspiratorial ranks. And the Emperor of Taldor pulls out a dagger, plunges it between the ribs of the astonished man. And that, he stabs, is why he stabs. Here and now, you, Lord Calbio, he stabs, must die. Calbio's blood showers the front row of the Senate floor. In a moment of shocked silence, he falls to his knees, clutching at the ruin of his stomach. Ma? He gasps before collapsing to the stage. A red-stained Princess Eutropia stands staring up at her father in disbelief. Holy... Reason. That is why, my dear daughter, you must die. He swings his arms out to take in the Senate floor. That is why you all must die. What? Screams fill the room. Two score of black-clad figures pour (gasps) into the chamber, casting aside cloaks to reveal armor and blades and moving to cut down senators, nobles, guests, children, staff alike in a wholesale slaughter. Oh, my gosh. I will need initiative from the party. What? Ah! We have to save Calbio. Oh my god! I'm Holy. so upset. Who are? Yeah, what? who are these black-clad people? What the heck? 
Either hired assassins or Ulfin guard. I mean. Oh my god. Wow. No, they're not Ulfin oh guard gosh. because. Well, I mean, maybe. The Ulfin guard will do anything the prince tells them. Yeah, they're they're loyal to the throne. God, I am really surprised. Apparently, I'm, I screamed, and it's probably <laughs> uh, something that peaked that microphone. Where the heck is Utropia? Dang it! Oh my. Okay, so we got to get people out of here. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Because there's no winning. There's like 50 of them. No, there's no way we can fight all these people. It's the biggest initiative I've seen us do in quite some time. Jesus. Ooh, I've been building up to that one for a bit. Ugh. God, that is such a surprise. I'm oh so my god. I'm so sad. I wanted Jeez. to help him with his business endeavors. Jessica, what did Verity get? <sighs> Verity rolled a six for a nine. Six for I a nine? I was very shocked. Uh, Jordan, what about Cornelius? Uh, Cornelius rolls a 15 for a 17. And Heather, how about Gwen? Gwen rolls a 20 for a 21. Okay. Yeah, full on tyrant mode here is what occurred. Rachel, what about Felix? Felix rolled a 14 for a 16. Uh, Ross, I think you said Oliver was surprised. So, uh, Ross, what Very surprised. Get? I rolled a two. <laughs> I get a four. I'm, I feel you. I feel you on this one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can only imagine all of you, much like everyone else here, you know, there's that initial wave of shock that runs through. Sweet boy. It's not literally until the four doors of the eastern end of the Senate floor slam shut, oh, locking no. you in with three or four dozen assassins. The only other exit is behind the podium, blocked by a score of Ulfen warriors. After a moment's confusion, the Ulfen guard close ranks around their emperor. Well, of course they Drawing do. their weapons. People start, like some of the people that have basically beaten you initiative, like they start, they run up. The first aide that runs up gets his head cleaved in two by oh one of God. the Ulfen guard. Oh, because they're on protect the the, the Grand yeah. Prince. Like they're going to the kill prince. anybody who gets close. Jeez. Okay. Well, we've got some good hitters, like some hard hitters Interestingly in here enough, also. as some of the, like, as they begin to close ranks, one of the assassins even strays so close that one of the Ulfen runs him through with a broadsword. Hey, um, as they the seem to simply begin to bunch up, starting to slash at anything that is not an Ulfen guard or the Grand Prince. Okay. Well, let's not go over there. Yeah. The cloaked assassins, you can see, guard the doors, uh, making a wide arcing slashes with their swords um, as some of the people lift, jump up to their feet. As their brethren begin to wade into the surprise crowd, their weapons begin to reap back and forth. Within seconds, the Senate floor becomes a killing field. Jesus. As Grand okay. Prince Stavian III laughs maniacally from the platform, <sighs> looking around in deranged wonder at the butchery. Does God. he does he want to kill everybody? Yes, I mean, he ordered them to. Yes, so, he's yeah. called us all traitors, and everyone needs to die. Oh my god! Even the children that are in this place. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. We need to clear a way out. Bananas. <laughs> and we can cast spells now. I imagine because it feels like I don't think out anyone cares enough to arrest <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, all decorum is out the window. I challenge all Titles of you out to the a window. Duel. <laughs> a sixteen on seven duel. Uh, mechanically speaking, every single square in this room is a difficult terrain because of the sheer sense. crowds. Golly. Um, anyone that is more than five feet away from you will get partial cover. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that doesn't because matter. Because there's a chance you'll just hit somebody else if you try to, like, shoot a bow or something. Not that you well, have one. None of, yeah, I was like, none of us have any of that. Oh, my God. What well, okay, that sick crap. feeling in the pit of the stomach, this all makes sense now. So one of the cell swords begins to cleave their way. Um, again, as you're standing here on this platform on the right hand, or this booth on the right hand side, you can look over as you see the cell swords begin to pour into the room. One of them 
uh, steps his way over, and one of the senators that had been sitting in the back with his family leaps to his feet before getting rammed straight through the chest by this man's blade as he then tosses him off towards the side and begins to almost systematically go through the booths along the side. You can hear these screams of everyone here. That brings us to Gwen. Oh, oh, good. It's time to scream. So, yeah, uh... Gwen bursts into song. Okay. None of my abilities prevent me from using that. I did look it up. So everybody gets a plus two bonus to their strength and their constitution and a plus one to their will saves, but a minus one to their AC. Basically, everybody's raging. (laughs) If you choose to take it. I need that AC. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to spell cast, so I'm not going to do that. Yes. It does not prevent Gwen from spell casting. It prevents the rest of you from spell casting, though. Okay, so I, I will not be taking that. Until at higher levels. Eventually, I can uh, change that. But right now, no. I believe that is a standard action for you right now? Yes. Starting as a standard action, maintaining it is a free action. Okay. Would you care to move? Uh, yes, just so I you're aware, like... uh, where you are right now, the semicircle there has the railing. Um, uh-huh. So you actually have to make either an acrobatics check or basically, you know, check to climb over that if you want to climb mm. over the railing to go uh, further down. Yeah, I feel like we need to try to get to the princess. We need to do two things. Close ranks with the princess. We also need to actually figure out a way to clear the way to get to the door because they are blocking all of the exits. Our main thing is we actually can't leave. I have nothing in climb or acrobatic, so getting over this is going to be fun. Well, I mean, it's it's a climb check to, like, swing your legs over a banister. It's, it's not going to be a hard one. It's not a hard one, yeah. It's just difficult enough that it takes a moment. All right, so... I get a, I roll a 17 for a 17 because of my armor check penalty to get over the uh, railing and then start moving towards the princess. So yeah, you burst into song, um, step forward. And I'll draw my uh, dagger, which is all I have on me for a weapon as part of a move. Uh, all of our weapons were peace bound. It's a full round action to draw yeah. a weapon. Okay, well right now I'm getting to the princess. Uh, so yeah, you're currently straddling the banister. Mm-hmm. because it was a standard action to activate, and then it's a move action to start the climb, so you're climbing okay. over it. So basically, you five-foot stepped into the square with the banister, swung, or not five-foot step, but stepped into the square with the banister and are dropping over the opposite side, because you cannot five-foot step in here. Yeah. Taking us from there, screams from above. Announce the assassins are in the gallery overlooking the chamber. Oh, jeez. Oh, Crossbow oh, bolts begin to rain down into the crowd from above. Outside of the chamber, you can hear the shouts of the Senate guard somehow taken unawares. As the conflict inside of the room escalates, some of the guests and staff members of the crowd pull hidden weapons from their clothing and engage the assassins. Kathleen Zalar, the helpful Senate guard uh, who'd inspected you when you'd arrived, leaps up, throws her helmet off, and shouts, Lion's Blades to your duties! Hey, Defend job. the Senate! Defend Taldor! Lion's oh. Blades are cool. Numerous <laughs> other members of the, you guessed the Lion's Blade, leap forward. You can only assume uh, Taldane's, for lack of a better term, secret police. We love them. Mm. We love them in this case. Were somehow either aware of the situation or had an inkling as Suspicious. they, you suddenly find reinforcements from about the room as they pull their weapons and begin to dive to the attack against the various uh, assassins that you see. Hey, the High Strategos is in here. These are not lightweights either. That's true. That takes us to Corn- yeah. Cornelius. 
Uh, okay, step one, Cornelius is in danger. Cornelius casts mage armor. <laughs> All right, standard action, cast mage armor on yourself. Yep, I need my I need my armor, because uh, this seems bad, especially with crossbow bolts flying around. I will then uh, attempt to also leap over the banister to, uh, or the railing to uh, get down next to Gwen. Uh, you can move up to the railing, uh, but again, since you cannot, since you're not adjacent to it, you have to move up to it, and then it's a separate action. Oh, it's a separate action, it. that's right, never mind. Okay, then I will, yeah, I will basically, basically move forward five feet after I cast mage armor. Yeah, myself. so Gwen starts starts this song. Cornelius just goes, oh, crap, casts an offensive <laughs> spell. His rush is like, we've got to go, we've got to go. And Gwen's like, I know, trying to swing herself over while trying to pull her dagger free. And it's like, God, it's tied. <laughs> Why do we do this? <laughs> Why do we peace bound our weapons? <laughs> we should have snuck in our weapons. From Cornelius, we go to another one of the cell swords. He's double moving down onto the same no! floor. Felix Espire. Well, I'm going to attempt to get out of this stupid box and maybe save Calbio. <laughs> All right, Eric, yeah, oh, that's the same direction as we're going, kind of. Oh, you got to yeah, be careful. Yeah, it's the yeah. same the direction. Keep in mind that Calbio is on the platform, which is 20 feet above the Senate floor. Oh. If you stand up, though, and channel. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to get down to the floor below and then channel. Yeah. So you could put, and that would help people that were also injured around yeah, you. Yeah, that would help other great. people. Okay, so that's my plan. I'm just going to try to get out of this box and get to the floor. Are you moving to the banister or are you trying to move around the outside of the room? Because there's the stairs that are located. There are a whole bunch of... Yeah, there's a bunch of people by the stairs. Black cloaked assassins in one way and Ulfing Why Guard would I do in the that? other. Yeah, you don't want to get cut down by an axe or whatever. Obviously, the Ulfing Guard don't know what's going on, so they're just murdering everyone. <laughs> they're like, don't come near the prince. That's all we care about. We don't know what this is. You uh, so you're going to try to go over the banister? Yes. So it'd be one action to move up to the banister, and then you can use another action to try to climb over. Or yes, jump over if like you prefer to, to acrobatics. Yeah, you can try acrobatics if you prefer. I mean, sure. Got a 10 for a 12? That will clear it as you rush forward, like roll over the top of it, uh, as you drop down into the floor below, nearly running into Lord Amadorian Dew. Mm-hmm. So he's just like grabs onto your shirt. They're killing everyone! Hide! Fight! I mean, where Do is the thing? Do something There's or hide, hide, but don't be useless. <laughs> well, just hide from the bad guys. Again, there, there are a couple <laughs> of the nobles that are like just kind of turning towards these cell swords and ordering them to stop because they're like, everyone normally follows my orders. So like, I know they, they have that thing where they're like, but everybody always listens to me. As you roll over this drop down, Felix, you know, hitting the ground, kind of stumbling as you're rushing through the crowd, nearly getting bowled over by the people panicking here. Gwen beginning to drop down uh, off towards your left-hand side. Across the way, more for Cornelius Verity and Oliver can clearly see, the High Strategos leaps up to his feet. As one of the assassins rounds the corner, his axe flies out and lops the man's head clear (gasps) off. Uh, as he pushes forward, chopping another man in two as he begins to push towards the uh, the platform with the Grand Prince. Whatever shouts and orders that he is yelling are lost in the pandemonium of noise here. Wait, he's got an axe? Yeah, he was allowed to bring his axe because he was he's allowed to bring his axe and his full armor and all the rest of that stuff. Well, obviously he was not in on the plan. He doesn't seem to like what's going on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he, he like killed one of the assassins. I think, I honestly, I think the Grand Prince did this all by himself. I think he, he yeah. is he, what is he trying to do going toward the Grand Prince is the question, right? He's maybe stop uh, this madness. Kill him? Uh, well, he's going to have to cut through all the guard, the Olfen guard oh, if he wants guy, to kill the Grand Prince. Across the room, Lord Castner can be seen fighting on the floor itself, literally throwing himself forward to take a blow on his shoulder intended for the neck of Countess Pace. Closer at hand, Count Zespire, the Iron Guard, pushes the young Earl Verima behind him uh, as he holds off the advancing attackers two at a time. 
Uh, although with the Ulfen guard killing any who approach the platform, and by extension, the door behind it, even pushing this man back, there's nowhere for anyone to go. Yeah. Taking us from... This is wild. There to one of the cell swords murdering on the other side. Not okay, healer friend. Although he's also a former military guy. It's really the goal of it all is there's I've really... I've never been in a combat like this before. <laughs> it's going to be a while till there's much we can do, yeah. Well, we just... You and I just rolled really garbage. Well, that also doesn't help, but... <laughs> I mean, Eutropia is not a slouch, but, like, she is the target. Verity Corsina. Uh, again, you can see the cell swords beginning to chop their way. They're just walking down the central set of steps that lead down, beginning to fan out, cutting into uh, nobles and senators alike on every side of the gallery. I guess Verity's going to give in to that rage song that she's hearing. Um, All right. And essentially feel her heartbeat up in her ears. It does um, grant you a plus one bonus on climb checks. Yeah, yeah and none of my skill. abilities require concentration, <laughs> so I can use them. Can I climb from where I am over the banister? Uh, yes, you are considered to be adjacent to the... Uh, the banister. So you can okay, make so a climb check. I'm going to climb hop over. this banister too. All right. Or I guess, well, I could hop it, but I get the plus one right now for rage. So. Again, none of you have been forced to move this quick in years, probably, for any of you. Oliver, maybe a little bit more recently, but he's also mm. been retired from the military oh, for a time. Oh, yes. Yeah, Very stay spry with the nat 20 for a 24 oh. to hop that banister. Nice. Yeah, nice. again, you know, you've had to, to chase children around and all the rest of that stuff. So, you know, you just immediately step forward grab onto the banister, swing your legs over to the opposite side, like plant your feet and then do the little like hop down to drop down. And I'm just, I'm heading straight for Eutropia. So uh, my movement speed is 30, so 15. Uh, So you can rush your way forward, um, ducking between uh, Count Du and uh, the Marquesa de Champ, who seems to be like looking around and then yelling across the way uh, for Marilla, uh, who you think is still on the other side with Lady Lothied. Since, again, Martella Lothied was on the opposite side of the chamber from all of you. Yeah. As you drop down across the way, you can see Baron O'Kir stepping out, positioning himself to block the aisle, leading to the guest seats on the southern side of the room. The man is unarmed, uh, although as the first sellsword steps forward, he steps up, slams the man in the gut, grabs his wrist, slams nice. it on the banister, and takes the man's blade. Yes! Oh, That's nice. Placing himself between the assassins and the guests in the senator's families present on the floor. Uh, a crossbow bolt fired from above strikes a senator in the head across the room Jeez. from where you are as the man <laughs> drops. A half second later, a green ray lances from the extended finger of Duke Panavar Lothied back up to the gallery above. Uh, you also <laughs> cannot see if he hits someone, although instead of another crossbow bolt, all that comes down is a soft rain of dust and ashes. No! Oh he disintegrated him! <laughs> I told you they weren't slouches. There, there's a reason this man is, Cornelius is like, you know, kind of idle. I like him. I'm officially Team Panavar, for sure. Uh, definitely want to be friends with Panavar. <laughs> well, I think we are kind of friends with him. Across the room, you can watch as Lady Martella strides forward, uh, leaps over the banister, crashing over. down onto the floor below in a rather, like, almost painful looking Mm. and landing as she rushes forward. You can hear her shouting in a desperate attempt to get to the center of the Senate floor where Princess Eutropia is. Yep, she's Uh, As you rush forward down on the floor, you can see Eutropia, the princess herself covered in poor Calbio's blood from the spray from the attack directly above her, draws her sword rallying the surrounding senators, yelling for them to fight back as she begins to shove the less combat-trained senators behind her as she brings up her rapier towards the assassins pushing down the stairs towards her. Dang it. Verity, since you are the closest, you can hear her as she screams back, Father, stop this, please! Mm. The man cackles in laughter. 
taking us to. Sellsword steps up. Sellsword wades his way down. Oliver Darahan. There's no one else up here besides me and Cornelius, right? Like all of the other, this side seems to be mostly clear. Oh no, there's every square is occupied by people. Tons of people. Okay. So like the <sighs> sellsword off towards your left is just slashing through people as he's closing on uh, all of your position. I believe the current one is about 15 feet away from you. Um, as you he stopped him, to uh, but you don't um, stab an, an elderly woman um, in one of the booths as he's making his way along. Somebody who's just hiding underneath the table that they have there. Jeez. I take a full round action to draw my new masterwork dagger. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yep. So you pull the uh, the blade free, the blade that the uh, the judge gave you just uh, earlier on this very floor, not 30 feet away from where you're standing right now as you pull the blade free. I suppose turn to face the approaching uh, sellsword. Yep. Brings us to round two of combat. As the slaughter continues, the Grand Prince laughs from the platform above it all. Uh. Is Ulfengard attempting to, like, pull him away in that, like, respectful but literally grabbing onto his arm to pull him away uh, and out to safety? All of you can hear thanks to the amazing acoustics of this oh. room um, as he laughs out. I should have done this ages ago. Aww. You were always plotting, always scheming, whispering quietly when you thought I couldn't hear, but I heard you. I knew that you were waiting, biding your time. Well, your time is up. Oh God. All you have left to do is a crossbow bolt slams into the Grand Prince's chest. <gasps> Whoa! The man stumbles back into the arms of one of his guards, stares blankly at the bolt protruding from his chest sputters up blood and collapses. <sighs> Almost no one on the floor notices the emperor's death. No one but his daughter, Eutropia, who had turned back to shout up at him, who stares in stunned amazement as she watches her father fall. Oh my God. The Ulfengard lift the body of the fallen emperor and begin to fall back out of the room. You can only assume leaving the Senate to its inevitable demise. If the assassins notice the death of the emperor, it does nothing to slow their continued massacre. Oliver, as you watch oh, off God. towards, as you turn, you pull your dagger, the cell sword continues to make his way forward. Um, as he strides up towards the booth that you had been occupying up until this point, he begins to approach towards you before a man off towards the side leaps out, hits the man with a silver platter. <laughs> as the sellsword stumbles back before ramming his blade through the man, oh, no. uh, wrenching his blade back free. That is enough. Not until we're done. You fight me now. <laughs> he takes it like one moment to gesture up over your body with his sword, as in like, what are you going to do? You're about to find out. <laughs> Oliver's going to magic. <laughs> You're about to find out what happens when you fight a Magus. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for you, sir. <laughs> Maybe it'll be shocking. Who knows? The cell swords continue to push their way down onto the platform below, taking us to Gwen. Well, I guess I can finish the climb down. Okay. And then move 15 feet forward. You still have another action if you want to start climbing over. Again, you rush forward. Um, it's only like now as you're rushing down, like almost shoving Senator Dew out of your way. Well, I'm under the effects of a rage. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> it's just movement to you right now. Um, uh -huh. As you rush forward, uh, reaching the, the banister that uh, divides the Senate area here from the actual speaking floor below. I get a 10 for an 11 to start climbing over that railing. 
you step forward, begin climbing over that, uh, still rushing down towards the uh, the princess who stands uh, vulnerable and stunned as she stares up. Uh, Cornelius. Uh, Cornelius reaches into his coin pouch, pulls three gold coins, and casts Coin Shot on them. Okay. All right. And uh, then yells at Oliver, Duck! And then... <laughs> throws one of the coins. I imagine it's like Deku in uh, My Hero Academia when he's throwing the baseball for the first time uh, and he just keeps finger. it on his finger for one second because as soon as it leaves his finger, it becomes a bullet. <laughs> All right. And he attacks this closest uh, sellsword. Whoa. Young Cornelius. Coin shot is a really interesting spell. People it should is. look it up because the amount of damage depends on what type of coin you use. So mine is a gold coin doing a D8 of damage and counting as a masterwork weapon. You're rich as heck. Oh. You can use gold coins for it. <laughs> I have 35 gold coins on me, so it's like, sure. Why not? <laughs> You're literally paying for combat. <laughs> I'm literally paying for damage. Uh, how very uh, gunslinger of you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and and there goes. He's a bullet. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so um, I believe it's a tech roll. Yep. All right, this will have a plus one because it's... Oh, God. All right, this is a... So I get a... Uh, I roll a, a two for a five to touch oh, no. him. Mm, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, one, uh, Oliver's not used to working with you. And so, like, as you're letting out this shout, he's like, I mean, that's not the usual orders I'd receive on the battlefield for, he's like, like what? get down. <laughs> You know, two, as you sling this, you know, you're trying to aim high because you're like, I don't want to miss and then hit someone on the other side of them if yeah, they're still exactly. a survivor. Yeah. So sadly, the shot goes wide, uh, shatters through the barrier along the right-hand side, uh, separating one of these boots in the back from the next. Well, that wasn't nearly as cool as I was hoping it would be. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that's that's unfortunate. Cornelius, I appreciate the assistance, but get to the princess. I'll handle it up here. She needs you right now. Gwen. You rush your way forward, raging, sling yourself over the side of this uh, this banister, drop down onto the floor. The princess, some 15 feet away, again, as she's staring up blankly. Pretty sure I know the answer of this. Will a 23 hit you? No, no. Uh, yeah, that'll hit me. A crossbow bolt zips out from the gallery overhead, slamming into Gwen's shoulder. You feel a searing pain as this impacts you and nearly spins you around as the bolt strikes you for five points of damage. Gwen, as you spin, everything goes white for a second and then black. For all of you, oh, everything goes crap. white for a second and then black as you feel this gut-wrenching sensation as if the world has just fallen out from beneath your feet. What? I'll pick it up here next time. What? What, what? 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 is going on? What? 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 I know. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't even think of what that could be. It sounds like teleportation, yeah, but, but we're not touching there's anyone. no way. Yeah. I'm so confused. You and our audience will have to come back next time to find out the uh, the continued exploits adventures. Uh, what? Massacre. That is wild. <laughs> so yeah, that leaves it on a somewhat stunning note. If you like stunning notes, you should check out our, uh, our Patreon. It has a great number of them. Uh, sudden oh, uh, reveals and... Uh, sudden but inevitable betrayals. Sudden Holy but crap. inevitable betrayals. Wow. Yeah, right? Wow. Yeah, so go and check out our Patreon. Thank you all for listening this week. Um, come back uh, next week to see what happens as uh, we have uh, exited uh, this. We have completed part one yeah. of the first yeah. book of War What a Ground. part. I think I'm wow. stunned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for listening. Thanks for uh, checking uh, in with us this time. And uh, until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. 
Good luck out there. I feel like we all need it right now. Oh my gosh. Some people like to ask me if I ever get nervous about things. Like the build up to this. This has been something I've been sitting on this entire time. Like, oh God. My gosh. So I hope that it landed. I feel like it did. How dare we have to like Calvio first? I know, right? Like they made Calvio such a great character only to kill him off immediately. Oh. 